Welcome everyone to the Parlay. All right, welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Parlay. We are your hosts. My name is Woody. And this is Joey. We are back with a very, very special guest, plus one. Uh, we have two members of the A7FL Nevada division. Joey, please intro our guests. So we, uh, like Woody said, we got two very special guests here. We're actually joined with the quarterback and, you know, the face of that pit bosses franchise, Trey Robinson, and his coach, uh, Coach Anthony. Thank you guys. Welcome for coming. Um, really excited to have you guys on here. And, you know, just break down the uh, the two divisions between Florida and that Nevada division. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll just start off. Uh, you know, when, when, when I heard that we were getting Trey on here, I went ahead and did a little bit of research. Me and him have talked a little bit in the DMs over some different things between the two divi- two different divisions. But, Trey, you know, I just want to learn a little bit more about you and, you know, your side, where you came from, what brought you to the A7. You know, from what I'm uh, – the little research that I did do, uh, learned that you did go to high school at Dorman High School in South Carolina. You ended up going to um, Furman and playing safety there, but you also played uh, quarterback in high school. So get, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, that transition from going from quarterback in high school to safety in college. Um, uh, it wasn't much of a difference, I, I would say, um, but uh, so wait, hold on, guys, hold on. Hold on. Uh, 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 I went to Wilson Area High School. I was in Pennsylvania. I didn't go to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not from South Carolina. Yeah, you're not from South Carolina. No, sir. I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Okay. So, so that, that explains the uh, the town B photo in the um. Yeah. In the group chat, I got you. Yes. I went to. Uh, so I went to. So I went. So I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, I went to Wilson Area High School uh, in Easton. Got a football scholarship to Missouri. Sophomore year, I tore my ACL. Um, so from there, it was a lot of arena ball, a lot of like NFL tribe stuff. Um, uh, so I did arena for a little bit for Leah Valley Steelhawks. And then from there, I went to Myrtle Beach. Now I was playing down Myrtle Beach. Left Murray Beach, went down to, I was in Baltimore for a while. Uh, and left from Baltimore and I was in Arizona for about six months. Uh, and then back to Vegas. And ever since then, I've just been, uh, you know, not really planning my pro because, uh, you know, ain't worth getting hurt, but just looking for other pro opportunities. And, uh, yep, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. And, um, when Derek Duncan last year, I brought out A7FL, you know, I was kind of excited to you know, hear about it, see what it was about. And um, uh, I wasn't selected by a team or nobody, so, like, I was kind of a free agent. I was a free agent, like, you know, I didn't get drafted or anything like that. So, but I realized my coach was coaching, you know, over there at the pit bosses. I'm like, shit, why not go over there and play with the pit bosses? So, ended up doing that, and we ended up not having, you know, Many players we wanted to, but we were still to compete with everyone else. 
in the force, um, which in my eyes aren't, aren't, aren't that good, but, you know, that's another discussion, uh, but it was just, I don't know, I, I don't know, it was just last year, it was just different, you know, it just seemed like it was, it was, um, more structured, uh, you know, everyone has, like, it was like more family oriented. So it was something that I like, you know, didn't want to, didn't want to leave this team to go somewhere else, I guess, in a way. <laughs> no, I definitely understand and I respect that. Um, I, I will, I'll say that's the similarity that we have on the ghost for sure. Um, as we try to make it as much yeah. of a family oriented kind of like experience. I'm just real big on loyalty. That's all. Oh, and that yeah. too. I think that's really important. We've had some players leave us this uh, this season. I want to say we had the least amount of turnover last season, but this season um, we've had quite a few players leave us. Um, and not saying they're not loyal, but um, yeah. I understand how like where you're saying like you want to stay with that. This is for me. Orlando Ghosts are nothing at all for sure. Oh man, you can speak your you can speak your mind, man. No, Guys I, know what loyalty is. Like we all grown man. Yeah, no, for no, sure. No. For sure, for sure. I, I just understand. I know that our system ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I don't feel like it's a lack of loyalty. I know if we're a team that just not, it just ain't your bread and butter as far as like being able to, you know, showcase your uh, your skill set. Like if you're not, a, if you're a wide receiver that don't block and you play for the wide, uh, play for the ghost, I know that ain't the place for you. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's just one of those kind of situations. Not saying the wide receivers that left didn't block. I'm just saying that as an example. You know, and, and Woody brought up a good point. Um, year one and then going into year two, he was talking about the u- ugly side of A7. And I really didn't understand what it was because we didn't have that turnover that, you know, we're really experiencing this year. And there's also the good and the bad of it, of, uh, you know, players leaving us to, to go to what they think is greener pastures. And then we're also receiving an influx of players that didn't work out in a different system. So, I mean, advice going forward to you guys, you know, be ready for that. Um, that ugly side of things where, you know, guys are going to want to go and be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, but you're also going to have that influx, you know, that year three, year four, whatever it may be, whenever, you know, things really get moving over there. Yeah, yeah see, see, the thing that makes us different from everyone else is that we're trying to build for long term, I mean, for long term, like not just to win right now or, you know, we're trying to actually like build a foundation and, you know, uh, build from there. Right, you guys are trying to build, not buy. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Um, and from my understanding, are most of the teams that are coming into the Nevada division, are they groups of teams that have played with each other in the past, so there's already that structure that's formed and that camaraderie? Well, you know, it all depends, you know. Like, so so far from what I've gathered, uh, some of these new coaches coming in, they're bringing in guys that have – you know, played flag with them or they played semi-pro ball, you know, somewhere along those lines. So they may come in with some some type of uh, continuity, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a matter of learning this game and being able to basically put your best seven out there on the field to compete. Absolutely. And, you know, our, our first year going from obviously 11 man down to seven man, that was the biggest thing is just understanding the flow of the game. You know, some, some of our players were all stars in the, in the 11 man, but you know, they kind of flopped in seven and then opposite way around, you know, some of the guys that didn't work well in different systems really flourished in the seven man. 
So it's just a matter of understanding the flow and how the game's played and how to take advantage of those weak points. Right. See, for me, you know, I spent 12 years coaching arena ball. So this type of this type of game is nothing new to me. You know, I'm I'm used to even more of a fast-paced type game. So for me to implement my my place my play strategies, you know, it it all just kind of blends in to this style of football. Right. And it's for you, uh, I'm assuming it's just picking up where you left off just on a different field, different uh different rules and regulations, but pretty much the same format. Pretty much. Okay. That, that's a good insight. Um, Woody, do you, uh, do you have any questions for the guys? I would say, I would say even if you were like, to be honest, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, seven man or 11 man, if you got guys willing to buy in, guaranteed to be the winner to be where you want to be. You just gotta find those guys willing to buy in. So like, and that's what like any kind of football. Like, if you got guys who willing to sacrifice, you know, to be where they want to be, then, you know, you should never have any bumps in the road. Absolutely. Um, what What do you think the biggest part of the um, the pit bosses that going from last year to this year, where do you guys think that you guys have made the most improvements and where do you guys see yourself, you know, in the future? Well, our biggest, our biggest improvement is, is our numbers, you know, and it's not just about the, the numbers we have per se, but it's the type of numbers that we brought within this, within this, uh, camp here. You know, we, we, we average literally every game with about eight to nine players last season and as much as you know teams like the force would you know want to run, run around claiming yeah we're the west west coast champs or what have you you know they really haven't shown me anything per se you know you barely beat me and i had eight players on that day yeah i think the halftime he was up by what you know so stuff like that you know doesn't impress me when we played down in la against the five when we played against the aces, you know, if it was just one of those things that if it wasn't for bad officiating, those are games that we win mm-hmm. hands down because like literally everything, every game that we, we've uh, played, you know, we were within, within one score of winning. So for right. us, uh, it was just a matter of like, for example, me, I took, I took some time off. You know, went to finish, went to finish school. Um, everybody knew that at that point, my primary focus was to get out and coach some college ball. So when, uh, my good friend and, you know, may rest in peace, uh, Donnie Bunak came to me with the ideal of, you know, coming out to coach A7, you know, that kind of, it, it kind of hit, you know, I knew about A7 in the beginning. I really wasn't for it. You know, when it first came out, but for me, it was like, let me come on out here and, you know, let me, you know, get the creative juices flowing again. So, so I can work towards something as I'm getting ready to get that college level for coaching. I got you. I but think, oh, no, go I actually, I, you know, I actually grew to liking this. So I a, really just took what, what I had and I, I worked with it. I got gave, you. Gave me a foundation to build on. 
For sure. I think that was a, an interesting point you brought up there. Um, I guess I'll, I'll bring it up for both of y'all, seeing, seeing as though y'all came from different levels of football. Well, both came from arena. Um, what was it, I guess, about the game? I guess I'll start with you um, first, Coach. What was it about the game that initially, initially like, drew you to? I know you said, you, you know, your man's, you know, God rest his soul, um, brought you the opportunity. But what, what, what about it besides him made you say yes? Well, again, it was just, you know, another challenge for me. You know, I'm, I'm a coach. You know, I, I like to accept difficult challenges. So when I was presented with the idea of doing this, I just kind of looked at it and such, well, this is uh, a unique challenge for me. And for me, the harder something is, the better I flourish. So I... I definitely understand and respect that. Uh, what about you, my man? I'm sorry. Yeah, same question. So, what about it? Uh, about the game of A7? Was it that really brought you uh, to it? Attracted you to it? Uh, just, um, I would say, how professional it was. You know, um, like in uh, how many opportunities? Uh, not can't really say that shit. Like, I would just say, I would say more of a structure it was. You know organized um you had fans in the stands you know Derek didn't seem like a person who was kind of shady so it all it all sounded kind of good you know and at the same time um like I'm not gonna name any names but like coaches here blow smoke out their ass you know so nowadays everyone don't believe nothing until they see it and Derek was one of those guys to actually show what he was doing you know to make a difference and that's one of the reasons why I jumped right on the A7FL. I got you. And, and what was it? So you played a little bit. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, you said you played a little bit out in PA, correct? Yeah. All right. What team did yep. you play for out there? Uh, so it was with the Wilson Hurricanes. I was in high school. I played, I was in high school playing high school football at the same time. Uh, but, uh, so I played all the way from my sophomore year all the way up until my senior year. And we won two championships. And my last year, uh, before I went to the uh, – left for college, uh, we lost in the championship. Okay. And uh, the last time. But, damn, that was 2012. Long time ago. Yeah. I got that jersey deal, too, though. And you played in Town Beef yeah. as well, right? You said you played in Town Beef? Yep. Yep. So who would you play for there? Uh, the Rebels. The Rebels, okay. So that was just a little bit after my time. So our paths didn't cross back yeah. then. I had already, um, I think I left that fall season, right before the fall season 2012 is when I moved to North Carolina. So last season I played was spring of 2012. So our paths had just missed each other. Um, and it was crazy because, like, back then, like, you know, like – my whole entire team, I was the youngest guy on the team. Everyone else was like all grown as men. Like, everyone's in their thirties. Like it, it was more like a thirties, like uh, I say, kind of vibe or league at that time. But yeah, I think that was more more of what it was. Is it was leaning towards guys that were after like post college career yeah. and seeing as though um and seeing what they had left in the tank as opposed to now it's mm-hmm. about getting the athletes while they're still in their prime or before their prime. Sometimes even now being able to use A7 as a springboard 
to the next level. Because I, I told people that I spoke to, I've seen people take their their tape, you know, take their little clips from A7 and, you know, put it together and then, you know, shop it to a, a college coach, maybe not a scout or somebody. And the next thing you know, they, they I think I got an XFL tryout. I had no idea. <laughs> it was from those, see? This is what I tell you. Didn't I tell you, Joey? <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you, you've you been preaching it. And um, yeah. it was it was you and was it um was it Mac? Yeah, it was. Me and Curtis. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, year one, and, and, you know, they're already getting two guys out there for tryouts, so that that's pretty amazing. And the league by itself, you know, speaks for itself by being able to, you know, show guys a greener path. So I just really think that's awesome, just of what that little bit of film can do for you guys. Yeah, I know I know. back out in Jersey, there was at least two guys I know personally that I played against. Um, one had a tryout, was actually on the team for the Giants, Daniel Vergie's. And I can't remember my man's name, but he played um, he played for the Savage, and he made it onto the Jets practice squad as well. So I know um, that the league. Gives I think that I heard about that. Was he the uh, the running back? No, he was a wide receiver. The running back was the one that went to the Giants. Daniel Verge is still one That's of the right. best players. I feel like. I mean, Curtis Mosley is is definitely making it on the BIC because they both played on BIC. Um, Courage, Courage's career is is definitely longer, and I feel like he's becoming. You know, kind of that goat on BIC as far as the running backs, but Daniel Verges, to see him is to know, and you were definitely, you definitely knew if you played Daniel Verges because even if you got a hand on him to try and tackle him, you felt it the next day for sure. Um, but to bring it back to you guys for sure, um, I would like to ask you guys. So with everything we're hearing about Vegas, um, I know especially here in Florida, we're looking at them with a lot of green and a lot of envy in our eyes, right, Joey? <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, if any of you guys are on the boards, I've been getting on our, our commissioner, Nick, a little bit about it because, you know, I would love a fall season here, but, you know, I do understand that there's more that goes into it. Um, but, you know, yeah, we're, we're jealous here in, in Florida. We see you guys balling out, starting to get that. Uh, I believe you guys are Fox's broadcasting for you guys getting that airtime. You know, we're starting to get itchy. We're ready to play football over here. For sure. So how was that first week? How was that first week for you guys? Wide. To be honest, you know, because at the same time, like for us, um, like for us, the fall league is just like, you know, it's like it's more of a, of a way for uh, to get the word out, basically. It should like practice, <laughs> you know, and for for us, the pit bosses, you know, with, with the new faces that I have on my roster. This is a this is actually a good time for them to start bonding and gelling. So when springtime comes, you know now I can take this same squad and I and I'm gonna run, take them and run through the force, like we're supposed to. That's a that's a really good point. One of the big things that I preach to our guys is is that chemistry. Uh, you know, if we're not having a fall season, our guys need to be in flag leagues together, building that chemistry because that's what all the Jersey guys are doing. I don't know if you follow them on any social platforms, but I do. And I see it's those same guys from BIC that are winning the chip or in the chip every year that are winning flag tournaments in the off season. So just that chemistry speaks for itself right there. Yeah. yeah. So, so as far yeah. as the pit bosses themselves, um, I'll, I'll, uh, shamelessly admit that, um, uh, you guys might be one of my favorite teams, or easily my favorite team out there. Um, I know that your you guys' logo caught my eye. Before I even got to see a single game, you guys' logo caught my eye. Joey, I don't know if you remember, 
um, when they were unveiling the logos and jerseys for every team, I would post them in our in our group chat and ask everyone's opinions on them. And um, the pit boss was one of my favorite ones. Um, so then when you guys' uniforms dropped, I wasn't the biggest fan of the lime green that you had last season, but the all-black uniforms that you guys have now, um, I think that looks great. I think it's um, the look that you guys have is amazing. And from what I saw from the Jamboree, um, you guys look legit. Thank you. You know, my whole thing was a new look, new persona. You know, like I said, I really wasn't really wasn't too much of a fan of, of the green jerseys either. You know, but I said, you know, we'll just deal with it for now. You know, uh, as I told the players, we're going into the spring with rocking the black and um, the yellow. Get the yellow. Like I said, and as far as you know, I might come with an alternate jersey. I'm not quite sure just yet. But the whole idea is I want I want people to see us, you know. And I, like I said, as far as the pit boss's name, when uh, when we was going through the name selections, you know, I, I'm a dog straight up, you know, D9, you know. And I'm also, you know, it, it just it was just thick. Yeah. Now, you know, what's funny is I was definitely thinking that I was definitely saying, I mean, I'm getting a lot of Q vibes from this guy right here. I wasn't sure. <laughs> You know, like I said, I'm a dog by D, you know, D9 at Omega yeah. Slide 5. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also have my military fraternity, Mu Beta Phi, and my name is Rockham. Oh, so, you like you said, it was just all fitting. Yeah, it's one of those things that just fell into place. So, um, right. for sure, I think, I think, what would you guys, I said I'll start with Coach and then I kind of go to you, Trey. Um, how would you describe, I guess, the pit bosses all together? How would you describe y'all playing style? How would you describe, like, y'all brand of football? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm in a, I'm a very aggressive coach. You know, I don't, I don't believe in just taking, taking things lightly. You know, I'm going to come at you full board. And I like, I like to control the game. So regardless of whether I decide to run or whether I decide to pass, Either way, it's just a matter of what are you going to do to stop me? You know, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a control freak. You know, if I want to run the score up, I'll run the score up. If I want to keep, keep the score low, I'll keep it low. You know, it's really depending on how I'm feeling that day and who we're playing against. And that's a really good, um, coaching, you know, viewpoint. You're going to make the other teams play your style of ball. You're not going to go play their style. Of style of football because that's losing football. Exactly. I got you. How would you quarterback? Uh, uh, I say relaxed. <laughs> uh, well coached. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I can say, well, I can't say for myself. Well, I can say for myself. Yeah, talk to talk, man. Um, it's more more so being a leader, you know? Yeah. No, I respect. I definitely, on film, from what I think, like, you seem poised. Like, I think that was the word I was waiting for you to say. Real poised. I never seen you really get yeah. rattled, get flustered out there. Um, that's something that I, I'm a teacher honer a little bit, Joey. That's something that I um, respect. And the thing I like yeah. the most about Joey's it, game is even it's if. It's about having patience. Um, yeah. We try to run the, so we try to run the no huddle offense, you know. It's what we do a lot. But at the same time, like you gotta, uh, just like be patient, you know? And, uh, um, right now, now the guys, 
you know, all the routes and all the plays, whatever. So, so it's good, you know, that we're able to have the Danbury and able to have these things that we're able to do, you know, to get prepared for, you know, uh, I say the spring. Nah, for sure. And like, like, uh, to be honest, the team that we have now, like, we're not looking for, like, we're not talking, we're not, we're not a chat talking about what's going on this weekend or at the same time playing, you know, anybody now because, because at the same time, like, we don't care about that shit right now. This shit right now don't mean, don't mean nothing because, because we're looking forward to the spring. Like, we're in spring, we're getting prepared for the spring. That's how you right now. It's, and that's how we're going to be. Like, that's just, it's like everybody, us against everybody else, you know? For sure. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah I definitely, I definitely respect that, uh, that mentality. It seems like you guys really got your ducks in a line over there. And, you know, you guys are really looking like the team to beat. Um, with that being said, you know, what, what is the, uh, what's the chats looking like over there between you and the other teams? Are there really any, you know, built up rivalries that you guys are looking forward to or just what's the, uh, what's the culture of football between, um, you know, your rivals right now? I will say that because for sure, I'll, I'll tell you from the outside looking in, it, is, it looks like Vegas is real kumbaya. I mean, you know, it seems like there's a lot of peace and like har- harmony amongst Vegas. So yeah, what's that looking like? Well, I, I'll tell you just from, from the coach's standpoint, uh, I've been letting everybody know that I'm going to run through all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm not showing, I'm not, uh, well, the only coach that has gotten any kind of respect for me is my boy, Coach Q with the Insomniacs. You know, he's my, he's a partner. He's my brother. You know, he gets all the love and respect because he's, you know, he stepped up to the forefront to, to take over my, my partner, Donnie's Insomniacs. And, you know, for what it's worth, I think he's doing an exceptional job, you know, despite the fact that Mr. Rashad Davis tried to come over there and see, and he single-handedly, you know, tried to destroy that program. So I give, I give major kudos to Coach Q. But as I've told my guys, like even when we played Insomniacs last week, you know, we're going to play this game with sportsmanship, with class, you know, we, we take them down, we help them up, you know, because they're still considered family to me and to some of us as well, because as, uh, as I, as I spoke to both teams, you know, pregame, you know, a lot of this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for coach Donnie. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, he's the only one that's going to get my, my, my respect and admiration. Everybody else, I've pretty much told them straight out to their face that I want to dog walk every single one of them. Yeah. Especially the hunters. I am going to literally dog walk their ass. Oh, I'm going to put Rashad Davis in a hearse. Yeah. The Rashad Davis effect, everybody. <laughs> That's you know. that game. Yeah. So, like I said, at, at the end of the day, you know, again, everybody's got to try to play my style of football, and nobody has what it takes to keep up with my style of football. This team. I'm, I'm just may putting it out there. This team is being built to win the whole thing. You know, I, I decided to take it real seriously. I'm only allowing certain players to be a part of this program. Players that I know are going to fit into my grand scheme of things. As I told my guys, I'm treating this as if I'm building another championship arena team. So for guys like the force 
and you know guys who don't want to take me seriously it's like y'all really 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 need to go and look at read my resume um i am one of the worst coaches to com compete against because if you beat me before trust me the hand the beat downs that i come back with are way worse than what i've received so how would you so coach the question the, the question I have for you, Coach, to kind of like piggyback off that is, so what does a player like Trey here bring to your program? You know, a player like Trey, he, he's he's my floor general. You know, of course, just like any other coach, you know, you would expect your quarterback to be able to think like he does on the field. You know, Trey is probably one of few few quarterbacks that I've had during my time that if if I allow him to call a series, I'll let him call a series. And the good part about it is he he thinks along the same lines as I do. So it just it just makes makes it that much sweeter when it comes to my my offense. You know, the one thing I like about him is that he's very poised. You know, I've never seen him get flustered, even when the even when the pressure's on. You know, a good example. We were down when we were down in the playoff game against the LA Aces, and we're down by 18 points. And we got we got to a fourth and 21 type situation. And rather than you know drop his head, fold his tent, Trey literally ran through all seven defenders for a 65 yard score. And because of his energy, that sparked the team. And that's why, you know, he's one of my captains because I, I, I look for his energy and his drive to continue to spark the team. And that, I mean, you can't ask for anything more from a coach, you know, for a coach. You know what I mean? Now, 1,000, 1, 1,000%. I, I, I definitely understand that. Um, yeah. That was a, that's probably my favorite games, though. That's probably one of my favorite games. Out of, out of all games last season, I'll probably say that game was probably our favorite game. It was four minutes left in a game. We we're down 18 points. And, uh, like, it was just, it was crazy. Like, so, probably like he did. It's like he just said, it was a long run. Then the very next, very next series, I played defense and I got on a D line. I mean, yeah, I got in D line at a strip club with scoop and score. So then we were down by what? Eight points, and then the very next series, I got an interception and ran out of bounds and threw it back into my teammate. He scored the game. I mean, yeah, and he scored, and we were running the game. Now, uh, I've seen that highlight minutes. before. Yeah, all the four minutes, bro. I saw the interception highlight before. I, I didn't see the. I don't think I've seen mm -hmm. the run, but I've definitely seen the the interception where you tossed it back to your teammate. I thought that was like, yeah, a yep, of a, that yep, was a hell yeah. of a play. Definitely give you. I'll probably say that's probably like, like no, not not probably. That is my favorite game of all time, and it's not even because of like me. It was because of one of my teammates. Uh, his name is Jay. At the time, he had torn rotator cuff in his shoulder, and he was on a sling. He literally had what six players on the field. He had six players in the field, and he took his sling off and came on the field with his brothers. So from that point on, it was like shit. Like damn, like. I was just committed. Like, it, it was a guarantee that I wasn't going nowhere. See, I think like, that's... After seeing that shit, bro, it was like, yeah, man, I'm all in. See, that's because like... It, because at the same time, 
he's willing to sacrifice his help, you know, to come out to help his brother's fight. I definitely so. understand that. I think that's that's a great kind of like a, a seamless segue to my next kind of like topic I want to bring up, and that is injuries here in the A7FL. Um, I know that's initially a lot of people's first things they think about. So we're running out here with no pads, no helmets, and we're tackling. Like it sounds crazy, or they think, oh, they instantly think of rugby. They don't, they don't understand that we have breaks. It's not continuous play like rugby with those scrums. It's American-style football. Um, and if some people like to compare it to the backyard, and I think I, I think that was the great thing that you brought up, Coach, um, and even you, Trey, is about how this is structured. This isn't, you know, backyard football. I know that was kind of like the selling point before of the league, but um, the fact that the game, this league, this game is so structured and so um, measured health and safety. Like, yeah, we got a situation, like you said, your man's taking the sling off um, and coming out to play. Um at the end of the day, we're all men. We got, you know, lives and work outside of here. Like you saying, you know, with semi-pro, you didn't feel like it was worth the risk of injury. Here, we really do try to protect our heads and we try to protect each other. And I tell everybody, it's kind of like an unwritten rule where you don't go for nobody's heads. You're not really trying to take no one's knees and legs out. Um, but you are trying to stick each other. You know what I mean? You, you, you are sitting there trying to trying to tackle that man and bring him to the ground and push him against his will. Um, kind of like you were saying, Coach. You want to take somebody's will away for sure. Um so I will say, what was that like, Trey? Your first game in the A Seven FL with the physicality and the way we play the game. How was that for you? I was already accustomed to it. That's what I've always been accustomed to. So like, um, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. Um, we never had like the basketball field. So you play on dirt, you know. So I've always been physical, you know. And like, if you guys ever been back east, well. Well, you guys know how it is, you know, small blocks and stuff like that. Like, you're running on streets with poles and, and like, all kind of crazy stuff in the street, you know, getting tackled on concrete. So, being physical has always been in my blood. So, it wasn't much of a difference for me. It was just, it was just more so of trying to get the guys who may have the same background as me to understand and to be physical like I was, you know. And he's trying to pass that physicality on. For sure, Joey. You got another question, man? Yeah. Um, I guess this could go for Trey and for, for Coach. Um, what, you know, we, we kind of discussed, you know, the easy parts of the game, the transition. What, what would you guys say has been the most difficult, um, I guess, transition from one league to this league? Well, like I said, for me, the, it, it wasn't wasn't a big transition. You know, it's just a matter of you know finding the right players who are willing who are willing to buy into my system. For me, gotcha. uh, for me, I would just say not wearing that, not wearing pads. You know, like it, it's it's like if you wear pads, like okay, for example, uh, uh, for someone who's fast, you know. On the field, wearing helmet shoulder pads. So, so imagine that person not wearing any pads, like, and and uh, it's kind of how I feel. Like, I feel like free, you know. So now I'm able to like move more and be comfortable and still be able to like, you know, be physical. In a sense, I guess. 
No, okay. I for sure understand that's, that's you. That's a good answer. Um, I actually got a question for uh, both of you guys. So uh, I listened to the last episode of, you know, Other Side of the Ball, and I heard a rumor that uh, one of the key players from the uh, the Vegas Force will actually be joining um, uh, the pit bosses for the upcoming spring season. Who would that be? I think, uh, I believe it was Pac-Man. Pac-Man? Nah. Uh, so we got, so, um, as mentioned before, we have the receiver, Kurt, who, mm-hmm. who, uh, who's with us now. And we have a guy named Anthony who's also with us. We're from the force. And there's a few more other guys in my inbox that I respond to. They're trying to come over here as well. Uh, that goes, oh, that goes back. and. And what's it? I think what it is is like right now we have Kurt Jones playing playing with us. Uh, him and Anthony Smith. Uh, he was the first uh, player from the fourth to come over. Uh, he he's fully committed. He's you know not going anywhere. You know after you know him you know seeing how this program is being ran. You know him getting an opportunity to to grow as an athlete. Uh, that's that's what what got him to want to commit to being with, with the, with the dogs here. Um, Curtis, you know, he says he has his loyalty to the force, you know, and like I will hold him to that, but in the same breath, I'm trying to make sure that he's, you know, he sees that there's, you know, better opportunity playing here with, with, with those dogs, you know, because bottom line is guys that understand that, you know, if you're trying to like really make it to the next level, I do have connections. I do have I do have it to where guys can get opportunities. But those opportunities are only given if you're willing to put in the work and sacrifice. Yes, so it, it's 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 you know a lot of the other teams, coaches. You know, I'm just not going to just say stuff to uh, blow smoke up somebody's ass just to get them to come play for me. You know, I'm going to give them the real, you know, I'm going to tell them what they need to hear as opposed to what they want to hear. For sure. Right. So, and, and you, know, you, you know, and for me being the person that I am, you know, when I do put guys out there, you know, in, in front of these other coaches, you know, they because all these coaches know I'm not just going to send them a garbage athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to send quality. So once once my athletes make get to that point, then the ball's in their court, you know, whether they make the team or they don't. But the coaches at the next level, they respect me, and they will keep coming to me when they're looking for, you know, a particular type of athlete. Absolutely. And I think you actually made a really good point. Uh, you said something about the origin, and that's what's really drawn the players to your team. Uh, I think Woody and myself can both speak from experience with that. Um, you know, just the organization of the team that we have here, that's what – really brought a lot of key players in from different teams. Um, so a little bit about our history. Year one, you know, we made it to the championship. We lost to the A team. We kept that same core group, same core group of guys, made it back to the, uh, the championship year two. And we were, you know, blindsided by that, that all-star Nightcrawlers team. But making it to the championship two years in a row, if you guys listened to our last podcast, we had Keenan on, and he talked a little bit about what brought him to the ghost. And it was that organization, that same core group, same core group of guys. 
And I think that really speaks volumes for yourself. So, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just from what you guys are telling me, you guys are doing it right as well. Gotta run it, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I figured I'd carry that. As long as I carry the same mentality that I have when I'm at the pro level, you know, these young men will, will buy in and they will do whatever is necessary in order to win and keep this. Because we really struck, we really stress, you know, positivity, encouragement, up, uplifting one another. You know, that's, that's been our building point since the beginning of last season with this program. And that's going, that's going to be our driving force. So when, when these other, other young men see that, hopefully that will continue to get them to gravitate. Cause like I said, I've turned away, you know, a few guys from the force already. RTC is one of them. You know, like I said, uh, I'm just don't need them. Don't want them. Don't want them. You know, not, nothing against them. Just he's not my type of player that I want. Right, and you know the the program that you guys are building. You guys want your players to fit your guys' vision. You don't want to bring you know some five star athlete that's a cancer to the team that, in the long scheme of things, isn't going to work for work out for you guys and will actually be the uh, the demise for you. Right, you know, in all the years of coaching, and this is true true talk, I've never really had that quote unquote five star athlete. I've had some four stars, you know. But I've always had, you know, the two and three star athletes, you know, the guys that, that get overlooked, forgotten about, you know, unheard of. But those are the guys that get heard of after they're done being in my system. You know, I've, I've won championships at every level that I've coached, you know, which, which is why I'm in, I've been, I'm, I'm a three time Hall of Famer, which is why I can, I can coach at the next level. And like I said, whatever team I put my hands on, we're going to be successful. Gotcha. That's definitely like I said, my, my, my main purpose right now is I want to coach college ball. You know, I'm trying to get out there at that D1 level. I'm coming after Nick Saban and, and all those at national championships Alabama has. You know, I, I, I have, I have a specific goal in mind that I'm trying to attain. But in the process of me doing this, I'm going to take these young men that I have playing for me here. And I'm gonna let them get them to understand and, and and feel what it's like to be champions. For sure, that's something that I definitely uh, respect, and definitely, as I'm learning more and more about you, I'm definitely earning more and more respect for you. You got actually. This is a conversation I wanted to have, and I will tell you, you two were the first two names I heard of when I asked about, you know, who should I speak to out there in Vegas, and you guys were two of the first names that they said. Um, for sure. Um, you kind of had this question earlier, Trey, when we were doing a little pre-production. Um, and I love to ask you this here. It's a question I posed before, Joey, if you remember. Um, what are you guys' like, thought process as far as like an East and West game? Um, it's something that I proposed even to Nick when I was on the, um, the Other Side of the Ball podcast. And it's something that I'm going to keep asking about is maybe possibly the opportunity of having a Vegas-Florida game you know a state you know a state cross game as well as hopefully an all-star game between the two to give opportunity as much crossover as possible what are y'all thoughts of that that'd be dope get it that would be dope as hell uh i think yeah um good idea like 
I don't see how guys can consider Eddie in the same state as you. It makes zero sense, you know? It was always, it was like, it's always been East versus West. That's always how it's been. So, you know, but now that they're sitting there and they're going to do it that way, I think it's going to be a lot better. It's going to bring a lot more attention, you know, as far as being East and being West. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, as a division is starting to grow here on the West Coast, you know, it it makes it more fitting. You know, I get it in, in the actual beginning stages, the, the the development of the A7, you know, most of, you know, being that it, it spawned from the East Coast. I get it. But now you got the Midwest. Now you have, you know, you have A7 LA. You got A7 Nevada now. You know, hopefully we'll, we at some point we'll get A7 Arizona, you know, or A7 up in Oregon, whichever the case may be. But the whole idea of it is getting it, getting it to where it's an East Coast, West Coast, you know, almost like the, the rap game. That's what's going to make it even more exciting. No, for sure. that's, that's awesome. I actually have uh, a two-parter question uh, for both of you guys. Um, I'll ask you guys the first part of the question. You know, let's say we do get that matchup. They, they string together pieces. Who in the Florida division are you guys calling out? Who do you guys want to play? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter. I, I'm one of them. You put anybody in front of me, that's who I'm gunning for. Okay, Trey. Uh, there was a team on here. Uh, so we got uh, the Nightcrawlers, the Ghost, yep. the uh, the B team, and the uh, the Orlando Orange. Man, they're yeah, the A team. Don't no, listen, it's this the Tampa A team. Yeah. Um. To be honest, yeah. Well, that coach said it wouldn't matter, you know. To be honest, it was because it it I think it mattered. It had the same mentality as just everybody, you know. Uh, pretty much. All right, and then second part of my two parter: Who's better, Vegas or Florida? Uh, I can't answer that question because, like, you know. I really didn't watch you guys too much last season. Um, so, uh, uh, like, you know, I'm being honest. I was just here. <laughs> the biggest, um, but. Well, I, I'll tell you this from, from my point of view. You know, I think Florida, Florida's got a lot of talent down there. I said, I've been there several times. You know, I've seen the talent that comes out of Florida. Hell, I've seen the talent that comes out of the East Coast in general. Uh, I think Florida has been underrated. That's for sure. I think because all the onuses have been, you know, up north, Jersey and, and what have you. So I think Florida is underrated, personally. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I would definitely like to see Florida make some, make some major, major gains along that Eastern seaboard. I wouldn't mind again in that, in that, in our actuality, I'm undefeated coaching out there in Florida. I'm 1-0, and you know. I was actually out there in uh, 2019 in the uh, first semi-pro Pro Bowl there in Orlando. You know, we got to take part in the uh, NFL experience over at Walt, at Walt Disney World, and, you know, I got to rub elbows with, you know, some of the, 
coaches and what have you, you know, in the pro, NFL Pro Bowl. And then we had our Pro Bowl game out there. And surprisingly enough, you know, we won. So. Well, definitely. Congratulations but, on that. Now, yeah, yeah I, you guys definitely answered those questions uh, very, very professionally in what I from you guys. Um, <laughs> Joey's looking for but some yeah. mess. Go on, Woody. Now, he was definitely looking for some mess, man. Um, I, will, I love that. I love that we're able to to spark that conversation um and hopefully that's something i can bring to your division and you know i brought it up to to mr duncan as well but um try and get that bug in y'all's ears as to getting that florida nevada game i think with then the newer divisions that are popping up these are definitely two of the more stronger ones especially you guys and what you guys are doing and you know florida just being the the different beasts another animal that it is um it's something brewing here as well um, but I for sure would love to get yeah, that game. Yeah, you guys game. got one of my point. You guys got one of my kids out there, Devon Gray. Yeah, that's my yeah. old teammate. Yeah, that's my oh, old teammate. God, <laughs> why you say it like that? Damn. Oh, if uh, so, a, a little me and me and Lauren specifically. Uh, we, Devon, we have a, uh, Devon, stop calling him. Or Devon, Lauren. my bad, my bad. Uh, me and Devon have a very interesting relationship. You know, slash slash rivalry that we've we've been going at it. Now, true story. Uh, Devon was actually uh, he was actually trying to make the one of my arena teams, and uh, I, I I broke his heart because I told him he wasn't he wasn't the type of uh, athlete that I was looking for. <laughs> what uh, you know, what, what, what you know? No disrespect. I mean, he's a good kid. Well, he ain't no kid, but you know. Trying to make me make myself sound like I'm old. I'm really not old, but you know, <laughs> the young the young man's got talent. But like I told him, you know, he just wasn't the type of athlete that I was looking for, you know. And again, I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Now that's the same thing a New York Giants scout told me when he was scouting my boy Freddie Bradley after he had just left from playing with the San Diego Chargers. You know, it it happens. You know. Coaches have a certain criteria that we look for. Right, absolutely. What uh if you don't mind me asking, what uh what position was he was he trying out for? A running back. Okay. Yo, Joey, you're so messy, man. <laughs> uh you didn't make sure? They confirm? <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, and you know, in in the world of arena football, you know, the running back position was never really a true running back position. But when you got into the other leagues, like like when I very first started in the National Indoor Football League or the American Indoor Football, or even if you look now, the NAL, the CIF, the IFL, you know, they've now they've incorporated an act, a true running back. And at that time, you know, I was, yeah, I was looking for a true running back, but you know, the type of running back that I was looking for, you know, he wasn't that he just didn't fit that bill. You know, I was just look I was looking for a running back where, you know, he was that Reggie Bush type or that Christian McCaffrey type where I can put him out there in a slot and pit him against a DB or or a, or a linebacker if they so choose. You know, somebody who I can put out there and run routes, you know, almost like the running backs that fit my mode when I played. Right, yeah. and, and that's and that's no shade at Devon or or yourself. It's just you know you're looking for certain players to fit your certain scheme, and you know he just wasn't it at the time. 
Right. So, I mean, talented guy. I'm not going to lie. He's very talented. I've, I've seen him play, you know. I've seen him, you know, deliver some, some nice little shots running that rock. You know, but, you know, again, it just, he just, like I told him, he just wasn't the type of back that I was looking for. I got you. It was nothing, it was nothing about what you said. It was just what Joe was implying behind it. Cause like you said, they've, they've had their own war words. I've had my own with him. Uh, that was why I was a little shocked to find out that that was the guy you were talking about. But now that you, <laughs> now that you gave the but full you know, story behind it, I, I, I get it now. I got you, boss. But it's good though. Yeah. It's good. It's good for football. You know, as long as long as guys are are keeping it about football, it's always good to have that that rivalry. Always, always. Oh, I know. I, I, I can speak. I I absolutely love the rivalry. Um, Devon might take it a little bit more personally than I do, but I can always look down. You know, after a long day of work, and you know, see my notifications on Facebook of him responding to some of my comments, and that that gets me through the night. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. guys. I don't know how it is in that Vegas chat, but I'm telling you, in our like Facebook group, the Florida one, it is a like a show man it is truly yeah. a show in there <laughs> it is. it's the same out here. like i said these guys out here you know they talk so much shit Damn. and i laugh and i'm like well i just i, I really would like to see you back it up on the field because surprisingly enough you know like i got my 17 year old son out here right now and he's balling out out playing a lot of these grown-ass men Hey, I tell everybody if you don't bring your technique and you don't bring, uh, you don't bring your, your your bucket with you to work every day, you're gonna get exposed out here on this field. Joey, stop me if you haven't heard that before. Hear it every every practice multiple times. Come on, it's not just talent. You gotta bring that technique too, man. That's the thing here, like uh, like in the Vegas group chat, uh, everybody everybody's uh, I say butt hurt, you know. They're not even a butthurt. It's just, it just seemed like to me they scared. You know, you got guys trying to recruit our players. You got guys sitting here and getting mad because players are playing for the force came over here. Is this? Is is? It seems like when we win, it's gonna be a bunch of oh, but we didn't have this person or it's a bunch of excuses. You know, and it's not even excuses. It's that everyone is willing to sacrifice. You know. Everything that we have going on to get to where we want to be. You know? You know what? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you guys this. And I mean you can take it yeah, for nice, nice word. Yes, I'm being nice, man. Come on. I'm not being nice, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna tell you for what it's worth, you know. I got a kid who's autistic. Yes. Sir. On my on my roster. Mm. And that kid has shown more heart. Mm more dedication than a lot of these clowns out here in Vegas. Mm. The hardest soul of our team. Like, what I mean by that is that he lives like five miles from the practice field and he walks in the cold, rain, sleet. It don't matter what kind of weather it is, day. It, it don't matter if it's a hurricane outside. He's going to be at practice and he's walking. You know, uh, I, w I will say define these days is that that type of dedication to um, to this football game that most of us are families. We have full time jobs, kids. So, you know, that that's a testament to that kid right there or yeah. not even kid, that man yeah. that he's willing to make that that trek, that five mile trek just to play the game that he loves. Can we get his name? No. Can we get a shout out see, for this see, guy? See, but it's not even about football. Like 
that's the thing that guys fail to realize. Like this shit to most of us mean more than just football. Like we, like on the pit bosses, we won. It's one for all, all for one. Like we one big ass family. He got my back, I got his back. I'm not gonna let him go without. He won't let me go without. And and at the same time, that's why everybody is is so bonded because like you know it's real family oriented. You know, that's how it is. Like it ain't no, you know, like it ain't no bashing. It, it ain't you no know, us arguing with Bartley or being defiant. It's nothing like that. Like when something is said. Everyone listening, and it gets done. That's it. It ain't no uh uh uh. It's nothing like it's 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 different. Like and like, do all football play all my life? I've never had this kind of like you know family structure or just as like you know this real good feeling you know to make you wanna and still have fun doing this shit next to the guys who see it. Um. More so as fun as you do. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, we're all, we're all grown men, you know, and I treat everyone as such, even though I still, I still jump everybody's shit, you know, and some of the guys that tell you, like, even we, you know, we had stuff that happened, you know, happened on the field at the Jamboree. Mm-hmm. I pulled, I pulled everybody to the side and literally everybody heard me jump my team's shit because Everybody knows that I have a higher expectation of everybody. When you plan for me, expectations are more that they're, they're exceeded. So my guys are expected to, to, to play a certain way, to respond a certain way, and just overall, you know, just be that professional athlete, whether you're getting paid for it or not. The whole idea of it is we have to play with, you know, professionalism. And I think a lot, a lot of these other guys, they want that. But they they just don't have the the capabilities to accept it. For sure, they can get a lot of criticism. No, for sure. Yeah, that's that is well, that's, that's something that's. And been I lost. tell them straight out: if you can't accept criticism, then you're not going to fit in my program. Because I mean, I again, like- I'm going to tell you: I like Trey's not perfect. I jump this shit too. Mm-hmm. You, you got You change my play. You change my alignment. I, I'm quick to call a timeout. Be like, "What the fuck you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Last week, you got you got to leave that ego at the door. For sure. But the good part of the good part about it is, you know, regardless of the fact, if if my my guys can come to me and say, "Hey, coach, this is why I'm doing it. This is what I'm seeing," and he'll tell you, "I'll I'll let them do it." Mm-hmm. But then there's also the times where, if there's something that I'm trying to set up, I need to have it done. Let me do it. Yeah. For sure. So I definitely yeah, respect and, and, that. I definitely and, understand that. So I ain't gonna lie, I was watching films um on my team, you know, last week. And like I like I don't know, man. I just watch everything about everything when it comes to us. And like like if you watch the film, look at everyone's spirit. Like like just watch us on the sideline. Watch us all together. Like it's I don't know, man. This is different, bro. Like it is it's different. And the eyes and like there isn't no will, no person that can come between, you know, what we have here, bro. And and at the same time, ain't nobody here in Vegas or back east or anywhere outworking us. Like we do everything together. 
rather it's go to the gym, rather it's hang out, rather it's meal prep, be doing shit together. And that's that's a big like that's a big part of all you all had this one big goal. And then we're all on the same page. And then like with Bartley, you know, Bartley always preaches, always preaches, but like at the same time be listening. You know? So most of it could be from but it's not even about having a team because I mean I mean, you can have a team but without the coaches and the wisdom, man, you wouldn't be nowhere. For sure. And that's an amazing thing that you guys have. I think you guys got all the Go on, Woody. You know, I, I think you guys have all the recipe, um, all the ingredients. I mean, and I clearly coach got the recipe. He's got his formula. He's got what he's going to, he's going to cook with um, to make, you know, to reach the goals that y'all want to reach. So I know for sure I'll definitely be keeping an extra closer eye on the pit bosses and, you know, and rooting from afar. Um, hopefully that could be the team that comes out here and plays us. Um, and plays us personally, not just Florida. Um but I do want to backtrack a little bit. Um, can we get the name of the young gentleman we was talking about um, that walks to, like you said, that walks to the practice? I'd love to give him a shout-out here um, because that's an amazing story. That's an amazing thing that he does. His name is uh, Michael Goodman. And I want to give a big special shout-out to Michael Goodman. Um, I think we have exceeded our time, though, fellas. This has been a great conversation. Um, I do want to uh, just give a special shout-out to y'all for coming on here. Um, representing y'all state and y'all division to the utmost, uh, the highest standard, as well as your own program. Um, very impressed by both of y'all. Um, really do appreciate y'all coming on the show. Um, Joey, what do you guys Thank say, you. man? Uh, yeah, just yeah, just going off of what he said, you know, um, really happy you guys got to come on. I, I didn't know we were getting coach as well, and excited about that as well. Um, really, really liking what I'm seeing you guys build out there you know, to be a model for the, I guess, the new teams that are coming into the league. You guys are really light years ahead. I would love for us to get on the same path as you, but what you guys are doing, you know, keep doing it. And just thanks again for coming on, guys. Thank you. I'm going to say one thing. Um, you guys have given us more love than the fucking East Coast has given us more love, you know. And at the same time, it's the first time we've been in the podcast. First time we talk. We didn't get no love. And all from the East Coast. All tomorrow, Corey, cool. those guys, there's more love than they did. Who's going to recognize Real, man? Real's Real going to recognize Real. That was the, the point of me joining, uh, creating this podcast. Yes, but thank you for that. Absolutely. The point of me uh, creating this podcast was to give the Florida players a voice. We felt like we didn't have a voice. And Up North wasn't going to talk about us. So what are we going to talk about ourselves then? And I, right. wanted to, and I definitely wanted to reach out to Vegas. So when they had me on, I definitely wanted to extend that out to the players and coaches as well to give them an opportunity and, and show them the love that they deserve because, you know, we all out here playing the game that we love, but it's just a difference when you see people that are doing it the right way, especially. And that's what you two gentlemen are doing for sure. So um, I will say that um, I will end the podcast with saying this fellas. Um, good luck this season. Stay healthy. Um, coach really, really appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, like you said, you're a three-time Hall of Famer, so you don't need no validation from me, but you know, whatever little bit that does, um, I hope you take it. Um, Joey, go ahead, take us out. All right, guys, this is the parlay with Woody and myself. Catch you guys next time. All right, we out. Sure.